Hey everyone, welcome back to another 31 minute podcast. Well, here I am with the 31 minute team actually. So Luke, Sean, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, man. This is the second podcast so far. So the first one was riveting with me and Broccoli. And then, uh, so first of all, people might be listening to this, have no idea who you are. So Teams Challenge Australia, we'll talk about it for a couple of minutes, but how did you actually get into doing what you do? Like, I know you, I know all your background and all that sort of stuff, but you're extreme type of fellows, so <laughs> super fit, So how, and brothers. So how did you actually get into this? Yeah, all right, I'll kick us off. So I guess we've grown up uh, into sport, very tight family, very much um, uh, outdoor-orientated people and health-conscious, uh, and then we basically went through and did a lot of sport growing up and then got into our PDHPE teaching and I've worked for, a, uh, for the New South Wales Department of Education with juvenile justice with 16 to 21 year old young men that are uh, confined for all sorts of different crimes and a lot of the programs we run with them are about taking them out of their comfort zone, pushing into fears that they have and a lot of that is physical and mental type things and then we've um, also got the Business Teams Challenge Australia which, which does exactly that, it looks at taking people as a team into nature, pushing their comfort zones, giving them skills to work together to get through challenging situations. Uh, we find a lot these days there's, there's so many creature comforts of, of an air conditioner, of uh, easy way to do everything and it's really nice to strip all of that back and take people into, into nature and into, uh, you know, whether it's in the water or the mountains or the river or the, or the cliff and and put them in situations that are like fight or flight, see how they react, mm -hmm. and then obviously see how they then come together as a team, and that very much happens. Um, and, and then linking to that, we've uh, got very much involved in a number of different community events that we can chat about too, to mm -hmm. obviously inspire and get as many people involved in as many positive things as they can. So being brothers, like, did you start the business, one of you, and then the other one joined, or did you both start together, or...? Did it? Is that is that what happened? Yeah, well, <clears throat> for a fair while we threw around different ideas and, I mean, we've always been active and, like Luke said, trying to push ourselves as much as we can. Yeah. And then the things we were doing was like other people were wanting to sort of jump on board and, and want to follow on and get involved and then we thought, why not make it into something? I mean, it is Luke's business, but... um. Yeah, we're behind the scenes, I work very closely with him in terms of ideas and creating different programs and and different events that we do run and end the delivery of them. So, so you have a good synergy together. Like, obviously, I've seen you work out many times together. So you have like this awesome synergy thing. Do you ever fight? We used to fight. <laughs> Still got a few scars, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, we used to fight a lot more when I knew I could win. <laughs> so we fight a lot less now but no we do actually have like an unspoken uh kind of flow when we work together and, and interact and quite often we'll rock up somewhere with the exact same clothes on accidentally or so no, that wasn't accidental but it's it can all those sorts of things can happen but um no it's we're very fortunate to be able to work with your best mate your, your brother and do things you love doing and we get a huge amount of satisfaction out of the work we do in, in both our roles with the government job and then with the business and all the different 
people that we've been fortunate enough to work with. We've been fortunate enough to work with such an array of different people and um, it's it's really nice to be able to do that, obviously, with your with your brother and your best mate. Yeah. So, breathing, is that how it started? Um, like, because you guys are known for, you know, or you know, for high performance, breathing, extreme, pushing your body, all that sort of stuff, like... Yeah, I guess the obviously linking to all of those different things and then sport and looking at ways you can perform better and surfing and free diving and all of these things moulded in for us and we got quite into trying to push ourselves deeper in the ocean into bigger waves and then linking to sport and with a lot of teams we work with, we've combined our breath, mind, body conditioning program into a, a program that people can use on a daily basis and they can relate to and doesn't matter whether they're... Uh, uh, a mum with three kids there's huge stresses that comes with that or whether they're a high executive or whether they're a, a lead athlete or in the tactical operations police we've been fortunate to work with a huge array of people and your breath is is a, a vital part of you performing to your peak in any of those areas mm. give us an example like this, do you have an exercise for broccoli or no no we don't. we're not that good <laughs> no there's huge obviously a, a number of different breathing techniques that people can look at doing but very simply um the world is a very fast-paced place and a really simple thing to do is to literally take three to five slow breaths in and out your nose and that does a huge amount of things and people can sometimes think is that 90 seconds wasted or two minutes wasted it's really not it totally changes it can totally change your mindset your your blood pressure your stress levels which which then will affect how you perform or how you make that next phone call or how you interact with that next person so it's i mean oxygen is what we thrive off and we as our you know our life force yet very very few people give it much thought or energy or training i don't know if this is true or not but i do a lot of research on youtube about lots of different things and uh, there's quite a bit on there about saying they say that cancer is suffocated blood that that's where it comes from like not enough oxygen in your blood and like i don't know if, i'm not a doctor so people don't write and say hey you're not a doctor but it's um there was a lady in 1972 that had a hundred percent hit rate for the cure of every cancer that she treated and she used all home things but she got the blood oxygenated and people's cancer would turn around. Someone killed her, but it was like, um, so I don't know, what's your thoughts on oxygenated blood? And Because yeah. really that's sort of what you're talking yeah. about. Well, injury and illness thrive off off, off stagnant blood and, and, and a body that isn't moving and isn't being oxygenated. Mm. So when you do the reverse of that, um, we're not saying we have the cure for cancer, but it's going to be of benefit for people if they're able to, get a lot of fresh blood and oxygen flowing around their body and expel a lot of our waste product, which is your CO2. Yeah. Um, so there is a huge amount of studies and research done with a number of very, very high up people in the breathing world that we've done a lot of training with uh, that, that have hundreds of thousands of people that have cured an amazing amount of diseases and illnesses through a number of things, but one of them being, a big part of it being breathing techniques and exposure to cold water. So they're two things that yeah, your famous ice baths. I, uh, um, so we'll talk us through one. Can we? Can we? Can you share one with us? Like an ice bath? Or? No, <laughs> no. Like an an ex exercise, a technique that's going to get the oxygen. So let's say you had a busy day, you're pumping along, 
kids are screaming. And you're breathing? Yep, yep, kids are screaming, you're just pulling your hair out, you feel, you know that, that you know that feeling when you're like, um, you're only just keeping up? Yeah. You know that feeling? <laughs> Yeah, what, what, what's, a, what's a good thing to do there? Yeah, good one there. Obviously, if, if you can aim to slow your heart rate down. Um, a lot of different trainers and people have different names for it. We call it our blue breath technique, which um, we teach to a lot of different athletes and people in the corporate world when they get to that stage as well. And it's basically using a visualisation and getting them to physically with their hands basically picture their their lungs as if it's a um, triangle and basically using their hands to visualize when like a blue liquid or gas is getting poured into there and as they inhale so we can use um, different times so we might say you might inhale for four to five seconds should we do it we'll do it we'll do it now let's do it all right roughly you too mate Keep your eye on the camera at the same time. Ready? Right? So we'll start at the bottom. Sit up nice and nice and tall and comfortable. Um, we're going to inhale through our through our nose nice and gently. You can close your eyes or keep your eyes open. Some people freak out when they close their eyes. But um, And then just slowly inhale. As you inhale, just bringing your hands up as if your lungs are filling up with really nice oxygen. And exhaling slowly. And it's amazing, <clears throat> we only did it for a few. Feel calmer already. Yeah, but it's amazing how quickly you can change the state of your mind. Yeah. So a lot of people rely on external things like whatever it is, medication, drugs, whatever. Whereas everybody has the access and it's free if they learn the correct techniques to tap into that. So that's why it's real powerful. My first breath was a lot shallower than my last breath. Yeah. yeah. I think a major part about understanding breathing too is for people, they can learn the different techniques. Go, oh yeah, that felt really good when I was doing it in the comfort of an office. But it's being able to pinpoint when they need to use it. And if you've got a trigger that you know every time you've got to make a phone call to a tough client, you know you're going to get stressed and anxious. All of that, stress and anxious, all those lower level stresses and anxieties build, build, build and creates illness and, and a person that doesn't perform as well so if you know every day this is an, a time when I feel like this you've got to be proactive in spending 90 seconds doing some slow controlled breathing to get yourself into a nice state for that and it might be post event that you need to, to do something as well it's a good point because especially like in our industry you might have to call somebody like you just said high anxiety around it you know like it might be a really unpleasant call so you, the anxiety you build up, almost not wanting to do it, but you know you've got to do it. Yeah, you can centre yourself. There's, a, there's a, one other breathing technique I just want to touch on. What's the other one? Energy breathing. Yeah, so tell me, tell me about this one. So this one, we've been trained off a guy named Wim Hof, and he's um, an absolute master in breath. And the idea of this technique is a very... It's quite a, we call it energy breathing technique because if you simplify it for people and in their day-to-day -day when things are hectic, hang on, 
what do I need? Do I need some calming blue breaths or do I need some powerful energy? Then they will hit into some blue breath, uh, into some energy breathing, which is. So why would you why would you use the energy like so energy breathing to oxygenate your system yeah. to get a lot of fresh oxygen running around your body to expel a lot of CO two to also calm your mind. You'll notice after doing the one minute of quite vigorous breathing, when you exhale out and hold on an empty lung, you'll actually hold in a really nice calm state, which right. can take thirty to forty minutes in a in a meditation class to get yourself into a really centered space. Whereas this can be really short, sharp, and very much 2020 meditation. So would you use it like if you're what, getting going to hype up for a meeting or just the start of the day or like... Well, we, we use it as a primer for the day to, to, to set yourself for the day. We use it at any stage between when energy levels may feel like they're dropping and you want to be up for something. Um, we've got a lot of teams that will use it prior to training or prior to... A competition um, big eddie williams australia's strongest man when we did some breath work with him he said that he's sponsored by every pre-trainer there is and he said that this is the best pre-trainer he's ever used and it's really? only the use of his breath he's not scooping he still has his pre-trainer but he does his energy breathing as well right. so it's a quite a powerful tool to be able to have for people to be able to get themselves up for something and everyone has those lulls and flows and and this is a nice quick way to Definitely, I do. So, um, let's, let's, can we do 30 seconds of it? 30 seconds, yeah. very simple, Probably in and out your right. mouth, big breath in, small puff out, big breath in, small puff out, and at the end we'll just empty out and exhale. Okay. So we we'll do 15 to 20 breaths, sit up nice and straight. Yeah. We're going Probably. in and out the biggest tube, so which is your mouth. Ready? So it's like 100% in, small puff out. 100% in, small puff out. You might feel a little bit lightheaded, a little bit dizzy, you can back it off. Okay, two more. Inhale. Slowly exhale. Exhale. And hold your breath on it. He's <laughs> red so much. <laughs> And after you empty out and hold, you can be in a really relaxed space. <laughs> you feel awake, that's right, you feel awake. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so just quickly before we end this, because then I go for 31 minutes, but so general society, you guys training, like when I see you guys train, you're actually in there doing it. Like I've trained with you guys many times in the water, out of the water. And I'd have to say, you guys are pushing yourself harder than anyone that's training with you. Like, not a lot of trainers do. A lot of trainers usually just say, go do that, count this, count that. So obviously you, you push yourself pretty hard internally and you've got this drive going on. Because even other times when I've worked out with you, I got to the gym and you're climbing all over the machines like a monkey and you've been there for an hour, but you train all day as well. Like, if you're not working, you train all day. So, stamina really interests me. And also, because a lot of people get to the, you know, the day and they're like, oh, you know, I've had a hard day at work. I'll just watch telly and I'll eat Doritos. Because they feel like... But Tony Robbins said something really interesting once. He said, you might think you're tired, but if you got a phone call and someone said you won a million dollars, I bet you're not tired anymore. 
So where does that drive come from for you guys? And how do people actually learn a bit about this? Because I reckon that's the secret for high performance. It's that internal, you know, you, you guys could easily say, hey, I've done four training sessions. Well, don't you guys train usually before our training sessions anyway? So you guys are up at whatever, five in the morning, training, come and do training sessions. Like, how do people actually start to do something like that themselves and change their life? Because I reckon that's how you change your life. I think the way people start doing is that they need to want to do it. Mm. People need to want to do something. You cannot change how some, whether someone really wants to do something or really doesn't want to do it. So let's stop there for a second. Weight. Weight's a great indicator. I love talking about weight because if someone's overweight, it's usually self-inflicted and it's the, the result of choices that they've made. You know, we all have things we're working on at different times. Now, even me, I'm a bit jiggly down here at the moment, so I'm like, probably can trace it back to the Milo things that I've been eating and blah, 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 blah. But when you say you want to do it, so let's say someone's just in that part of life where they're like, and, and I've seen you guys transform people. So how do they start? Because it's a bit daunting sometimes. It's like the habits. Then they just need to start, and that's the thing. It's It's... If you hear someone say, I'm going to start this new diet or this new training next Monday, generally they won't. The person that really wants to start something, if they're talking about it and really wanting to start it, they start it right then and there. They start it straight away. So really getting into it really early. Getting around people that are very supportive and, and have some skills to offer you. And there's a huge amount of people in this Central Coast. We've got an amazing amount of people to be around in a positive community as far as their their fitness. Diet is a huge one for people. Uh, we've seen so many amazing results with different people just by tweaking the diet and not having a, if, if you're just talking weight loss there, not having a major, um, it's, it's scary for some people to walk into a gym or to go down to the mm. Haven and train. There's a lot of fit people training and different things. Mm. So to, for someone that's really big and wants to lose a lot of weight, they don't need to even worry about that. They just need to really sort their diet out. If I was, were to give one tip on that, it's just take sugar out of your diet. Sugar. So you said before they got to want to do it. So, and like I said, it's daunting for people. But like what advice would you have for somebody that's listening to this right now that's 130 kilos and they just feel like it's all too much? Yeah. Like they just feel like it's this huge big hill they've got to climb First thing, like, obviously, if they've identified that they need help, surround themselves, like Luke said, by good people <clears throat> and people that are going to want to help them. Mm-hmm. Some people are in it for the wrong reasons. Like you said before, every training session that we are a part of, we want to be right involved a part of it. Whether we're training one person or a 100 people, we're right in there amongst it because we want to be there sort of with them compared to... Uh, I mean, do you guys want to get better all the time? Is that why you drive yourself so hard, or is it leading by example? Or it's a bit of both. But one of the the biggest things for us, and and the environment we love putting ourselves in, is being the worst person in that room at whatever we're doing. So whatever that might be, if we we got mates that are really good kickboxers, and we we're obviously not that good. So going up against them and training and learning from the best in all different areas, whether it is fitness or whatever industry you're working in, learning from the best and trying to, even if you get one or two small things from them to improve your your life or your training or your diet or whatever it is. Like. Do you reckon there's more exhilaration? I love that, being the worst in the room yeah. because it's like 
that's daunting for people. Did you say to me you went back to white belt or you went to white belt? Oh, so jiu-jitsu, yeah. My son, my son does jiu-jitsu. So. On that, do you think there's more, I want to talk about that, but do you think there's more juice, energy, flow, juice, excitement in being the worst in the room? 100%. And for those people that find that it's sort of a mindset thing for those that find like that they they might be at the end of their tether where they haven't done much, whether it is exercise or they've they've eaten bad for a few years or whatever it might be, and they're at the end of their tether with they want to make a change. Then that's they, they got the most scope to go. So really, it's the best place to be. It'd be awesome. I'd love to. I always think sometimes like I would love to. Not that I'm at the top by all means, but I'd love to go back and go, right, uh, I want to see if I can get out of this situation I'm in yeah. being that person or, or somebody else in whatever situation they're in. So That's a good point. And you've gone back, you've gone to white belt because you've joined... Yeah, well, so my son does jiu-jitsu now and Sean has done a fair bit and, yeah, just that whole theme of... Is that, is that so you can beat Sean in the fight <laughs> yeah, now? <laughs> being well out of your zone and being that, being that person that knows the least in that... So what made you do that? Tell us about it. Um, I think just to, again, be out of the comfort zone, be out of the, out of the normal... Your son went and joined Jiu-Jitsu and you went, let's... And then wanted to sort of be able to relate some things with him and I know Shawnee does it and I, I, I thought what a, it'd, be, it'd be cool to be tr getting some training in it as well and, and not be the person training the group, not be the person with any responsibility to it other than just to try and soak up as much as I can. And when you know no, basically naught in that area, everything is growth. Yeah. So for, for, for anyone that knows very little about training or very little about nutrition, go to one of these amazing seminars, go to a, a training session, you know, our free 31 minute training session yeah. at the Haven and just soak up everything that's around that and it's only growth. So obviously being at the top of your fields out there, you couldn't quite easily sat there and let your son do jujitsu. Mm. Session finished, done, going home. Did you feel weird? Joining? Um, no, I was excited. I was, I was really excited to, just to be thrown right into that. And that's what, that's what we, we really enjoy doing. We, we worked with Google at the start of last year and, and they get their, a lot of their clients, their, um, sorry, their staff to set five goals for themselves, three of them that they think they're probably not going to be able to achieve. And I think that's a really good thing to think of because if you're setting three goals that you don't think you're probably even going to be able to achieve, even if you don't achieve all three, imagine how, how much growth you're getting and how far you're going if, if you're setting. And we've done it plenty of times to ourselves. We set that we're going to paddle 15, 15 kilometres out to sea and a 61-kilometre paddle using our arms laying down on a board. And we weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it, but we set that as something. And we didn't grow up paddling. We just surfed and trained. But then we've ended up becoming great friends with guys that are in the paddle world who have done a lot of the Molokai's and really high-level paddlers through doing it. And we've just been swept up and gone along on that journey and, and learnt plenty. And there's huge challenges and growth with being that far out to sea with only your arms to, to <laughs> paddle. Um, so, yeah, we ask people almost every day to step out of their comfort zone and face fears and be pushed into different ways. So we absolutely would never want to ask people to do that if we weren't doing it ourselves. And we'll do it more and harder than, hopefully, we try to push ourselves harder so we totally understand where people are in that space, but also to get the best out of ourselves and perform at absolute peak that we can and, uh, and be the best sort of version of ourselves for 
the people that were around, families, kids, colleagues, friends, everyone that's the community. Well, I've definitely watched you walk your talk, that's for sure, <laughs> yeah, you guys have. Um, how do they get in, you guys do corporate, what, what do you do? Like corporate uh, coaching, corporate groups, people, normal people groups? Like yep, we do absolutely everything. We customise programs to suit the needs of yeah, different businesses. We're, um, we set challenges for, we had a challenge at the end of last year for the fittest athletes that we identified on the coast, which was a mystery adventure race, which was really good. We do individual uh, breath, mind, body conditioning sessions with different, all levels, all ages, all fitness, team building. Team building. Sort of yeah. yeah. How do they contact you? So Teams Challenge Australia on Instagram, Facebook, or um, yeah, www.teamschallengeaustralia.com. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're very much big on personalising it. So if they contact us, we'll ring them, we'll sit down with them, we'll we'll go through a plan to, to push them into areas that they haven't been into and, and see that growth. We can definitely vouch for that because we've done it a number of times. So thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks.